Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Mental Health Casual Podcast. I'm your host, Lucky, and today we're going over to the alcoholism subreddit. But before we get into that, if any of you guys are new here, first off, welcome. This is basically what I do. I just go to different subreddits that have anything to do with mental health, try and give some generalized advice and try and learn, excuse me, try and learn something new. But I am by no means a professional, so feel free to take my advice with a grain of salt or apply it to your life however you see fit. Um, you know, there's been... <clears throat> Uh, what, what would you say? You know, I, I've been thinking a lot about, um, not I'm trying to think about how exactly to, to put this. It's not alcohol in general. It's just like alcoholism, obviously, because I have, um, experience with that. Um, and I was just thinking about how readily available it is. I, by the way, I mean, this is a, an ongoing discussion that is that's always been had right it's always we've always had these types of discussions where you know why is alcohol so readily available when it you know kills a lot of people um and i i don't know i've been struggling with that question a little bit you know because it seems like it's mainly because of tradition um however also the prohibition did not work because people like their alcohol uh so it's hard to like find and okay, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. This is the re- this this next part is the hard part that I'm trying to think. I'm wondering if this is possibly going to help the next generation become less reliant on alcohol. What do I mean by this? So, with as many people die, you know, um, dealing with addiction and all these types of things. I wonder if that will help the next generation. So a lot like it helped help me, right? Like I I saw what my dad went through. Now the problem with my assumption, right, that the next generation is going to be more, uh, there's going to be more knowledge. There's going to be, uh, you know, they're going to see firsthand what it does to people around them. Uh, the problem with that is people still follow in those footsteps because it's in their environment and they think it's okay. So example would be like with me and my father, right? Like even though I saw what addiction did to him. I, I egotistically thought that it wouldn't happen to me and that I, I have more self-control than him. I'm not him. And that I slowly became him. So I I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys think that as we go on, we're going to have more people learn, we're going to have more people learn about the, um, uh, more people learn about addiction and maybe not, deal with it or sorry maybe not uh have to deal with the consequences of going through it or do you think that some people just have to go through it in order for them to fee- to to see what it does cuz um once you reach about af- like high school and above obviously it happens younger for some people but it seems like roughly around like junior to senior year of high school all of a sudden alcohol becomes a very pre- depending on where you are as well but alcohol becomes something that is you know not it's not exactly easy to get but it's easier than most things right um it's right all you have to do is get somebody that's 21 age 21 or older uh a lot of parents might actually have it in their fridge right um or have something around uh and yeah like it, it's it's pretty readily available to kids even you know um and I think it's important. I don't know. I, I think it's important to think to to see this as generations go on to see how alcohol 
Because, I mean, I, I think obviously there's going to be some correlation as well with depression and anxiety rates, um, which, as we know, anxiety rates have been going up as well as depression rates. So um, I don't know how the addiction rates have gone as well. I, I've mostly been I, I think I've mostly been looking at things in a vacuum, but I'm starting to think to myself, well, I mean, a lot of things don't exist in a vacuum. They a lot of times they exist in correlation with other things. Now, obviously, correlation does not always mean causation, but at the same time, I, I think it's something to think about. You know, do, if we deal with the mental illness, uh, sp- uh, what am I trying to think? Uh, the spikes, right? The mental illness spikes that go up. D- does that mean we take care of the addiction spikes as well? Or is that a completely different issue? I, I'm not completely sure. But why don't we go ahead and take care of the alcoholism subreddit, question, uh, subreddit questions that we have over here. This post says, another year. I am four years sober today. Still no desire to drink either. I'm very proud of myself. Yeah, and I think um, I think it's a, I think it's actually important to look at the last part here. And I, I actually don't completely um, agree that this is something to celebrate. But the, the, the last part, meaning um, uh, sorry, not, the middle part, still no desire to drink either. Um, I don't think that, and by the way, I mean, if you want to celebrate, that's fine. That's, that's not none of my business, but I, all all I'm trying to say is if you still have lingering, you know, desire, um, I think that is okay as well. I think it's okay because that's what addiction does, right? Like you're, you've done it for so long. So of course you're going to still want, um, that outlet. Um, also it's, Alcohol is so, like like we said, it's very readily available for a lot of people. So you're going to see it at supermarkets. You're going to see it, excuse me, you're going to see it um, at restaurants. You're going to see it on the menus. You're going to see it, like, everywhere. So, of course, you're going to have, you know, of course, some a lot of people are going to still have cravings for it and still going to have that desire. But um, I think it's important to, uh, you know, Remember, it kind of reminds me of like the idea of fear, right? Um, You know, fear, having fear is not in and of itself a bad thing. Having fear is healthy to a certain degree, right? It helps you steer away from danger. It helps you realize what is dangerous. However, when you let fear control uh, every aspect of your life, then it becomes a problem. Uh, And probably it could be an anxiety disorder. Um, Same thing with uh, alcoholism or addiction in general, right? Um, having that, uh, having that addiction, there's nothing wrong with it in and of itself. However, if you give into it, it becomes a problem. So if you have cravings, there's, there's no problem with that. But once you give into them, that's when the problem starts to, uh, present itself, which is, you know, I'm the, the spiral, the spiral back down the relapse spiral, um, so, uh, yeah, congratulations to this person for go- being four years sober. And that's awesome that you don't have any desire or cravings or desire to drink. Um, but I also will say this, I, I wouldn't, I'm not trying, sorry, I'm not trying to be negative here. I'm just trying to be realistic. I wouldn't be surprised if the urge ever came up and it came strongly is what I'm trying to say. So that's why I like whenever urges do come for me, I, I, I usually will notice them pretty fast. Um, and 
listen, I mean, they're pre- a lot. Some of them are pretty strong, and some of them are pr- uh, a lot of them are pretty mild, right? It's just like, man, I remember what IPA used to taste like. I'm sorry, I was a really big IPA guy. Um, I remember it, it has a very particular taste to it. So um, I, I think I get a little bit of that uh, from drinking coffee. So whenever I drink coffee, it has that bitter taste to it that reminds me a little bit uh reminds me of ipa to a certain degree now i don't i try not to drink more than two cups a day but if i ever drink that third cup a day you'll notice because i'll probably be jumping off the the darn walls so (laughs) anyway let's go over to the next post here um hi new to this subreddit i'm an alcoholic hi (laughs) i've been drinking since i suppose my mid-teens but you know you go through stages in my teens it was a rebellious and fun in my 20 oh by the way this is such a great um uh, telling of the stages. I, I, I don't really talk about it like this a lot, but um, you remember how I um, I had uh, mentioned how like somewhere between like, you know, when you're in your t- I, I had mentioned high school, but I guess teenage years would be a pretty good time to, or it would be a pretty good estimate on when a lot of these kids start to really get into the drugs and all that stuff. Um, you know, there there is like a difference in looking, you know, because there's a difference from like a, a high schooler drinking because it's fun and, and 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 it's a dangerous thing to do. It's a taboo thing to do. And, you know, a couple drink, you know, having a glass of wine with their steak dinner. You know what I mean? Um, it was rebellious and fun in my 20s. It was about socializing in my 30s. It was about coping with life. I'm now in my early 40s and it is an illness that infects everything in my life and drains my health and well-being. Um, so I just want to point out, actually, probably... It was probably a, a disorder before then, but it just, uh, there were more good things happening than bad things. Um, this is just my own opinion. I'm not trying to um, say that I know this for sure, but I'm assuming probably it was a lot more fun than it was uh, depressing. So therefore it was easy, but it, it was probably still a problem back then. Uh, let's see what they say next. I want to stop. I seriously do. To describe my level of drinking right now, it's easily eight to 10 t- uh, tall cans of beer daily. And because of uh, COVID and for the last two years working from home, I have been drinking throughout the day to keep things even, but I can tell that it has been affecting my cognitive abilities. If you guys don't know how much a tall can is, uh, what are, it's usually 24 ounces is a tall can, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so if you guys have ever seen a 40, like almost half of that. So I, I guess you could say they're drinking like, like at least four forties or anything like that, um, which, wow, I can't believe I'm saying this, which it, it did, it, 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 I was going to say, it doesn't sound like that much, but I think I'm, th- I think I'm thinking like back to when I used to drink, <laughs> I drank a lot. So four forties would actually, I have a 40 would probably be enough for somebody to get pretty hammered on. Um, I just happened to be, you know, my tolerance went really high. Um, I don't exactly get quote unquote drunk anymore nor tipsy just dulled from but from time to time for whatever reason i'd get i would get unexpectedly tired and bonk out nodding off on the couch and waking up in the same position i kind of figure it might be the state of my general health and perhaps how much my liver is coping with things i just drink and i want to stop i'm not sure where to start though um well it sounds to me this is just my own opinion it sounds to me like you're you've become physically dependent on it um and if you want to you can try tapering off now i I don't usually recommend this is only for alcohol if you want to quit weed cold cold turkey you know go for it if you want to quit i don't know porn cold turkey go for it if you want to do if you want to quit alcohol 
and try and do it without supervision, it's a little tougher because it could lead to death. It, it could lead to um, it could lead to withdrawals. And with, and as we know, as as I've talked about, but if you, if you guys are new here, um, alcohol withdrawals can. Okay, not in every case, but they can become so severe that they can kill you because your body has become so reliant on it. I believe alcohol is the only drug uh, that does that, uh, but I, I'm sure I'm sure like things like benzodiazepines and other stuff like that uh, do it as well. So I, I don't want to say that for sure, but um, I would say to probably go into some type of program. Don't try and do this on your own. Um, trying to do this on your uh, listen. I, this is this may sound hypocritical, right? Because I did it on my own, but luckily I wasn't physically addicted to it, um, and I was just able to stop. But not everybody is able to do that. Um, I was a little bit more of a binge drinker, which is still like it's still an addiction. But I don't, I, I just, I, just, I never felt like physically addicted to it until I started drinking during the week. Once I started drinking during the week, like it was, it seemed like it was, uh, uh, like. Four, about four days a week. It was it was the weekend, and it was so it was usually Friday, Saturday, Wednesday. I'd go over to my friend's house and drink, and Tuesday. So it was about four days a week, right? And by the way, I'm, we're talking heavy drinking. We're talking at least a six pack, uh, and some other alcohol along with that. So, um, but yeah, I I completely understand what you're talking about. Like it gets to the point where you dull your senses to, and you're you become fine with being with just sitting there and not doing anything or let's say like after work right you feel okay with not doing the things that you need to do after work whatever they may be um and listen it, it uh, there's a lot of different things right I, I think that some people can do this with uh with uh like netflix or entertainment i know i started i i took it a break off of video games but now i've almost gone down like the youtube rabbit hole so um i'm trying to get a little bit better with that as well um, to try not to take, uh, to try not to go down there, so that I'm I'm not doing the things that I need to do for YouTube and for podcasting and stuff. Um, but yeah, I would just say to try and find a professional who can um, try and find a professional. If for some reason you can't, and by the way, this is very subjective advice, so don't 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 do this. For the most part, like I said, I I would highly re recommend you do you do this for a professional. But if you can, taper tapering down would be also a a good option. Um, some people will taper down; they'll cut out like a drink. Uh, let's say so. You said eight to ten tall cans. So instead of eight to ten, they do seven to nine, six to six to eight, like that kind of stuff, right? Um, until eventually they're down to one to two, and then. Uh, maybe they can start drink. Then maybe they they'll just start drinking one, and that will be the only one that they drink. Uh, in my opinion, I don't know. I I just couldn't see myself tapering out uh, off um, by myself if I was that addicted to to alcohol. I just couldn't see myself doing it. Um, but since I wasn't, it was easier because I'm one of those guys that I have to quit cold turkey. I, I'm not one of those people who can just like, oh yeah, I'll just smoke a bowl and then I'll be fine the rest of the day. No, the minute that bowl enters my system, I want like five or six more within the within like the next seven hours. You know what I mean? Like it, it can't, it can't, <laughs> you can't taper me off that stuff. Um, so yeah, that's 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 one of the only reasons why I say you need a professional is because 
A, it's very difficult to do that on your own. And B, uh, it could become uh, fatal, especially when alcohol. So because of alcohol, alcohol withdrawals. Um, let's see. One year sober thrown away for about three benders. I made it over a year sober. Oh, man, that was a good stretch. Sorry. And, and now I'm closet drinking and hoarding my empties in my mini fridge. Like the world's saddest dragon. Sorry, dude. Sometimes, sometimes people say things on here that just make me laugh and I, I don't mean to laugh at it but it's just the okay so let's read this again i made it over a year sober and now i'm closet drinking and hoarding my empties in my mini fridge like the world's saddest dragon i had stopped vaping as well and now uh, and slowly started that again then the drinking began no excuses but i'm quite ha unhappy in my life right now yeah and this is why it's important to figure out a backup plan if you do um if you do end up uh uh, you know, relapsing, doing, doing something to that, to that extent. Um, I, I think it's important to know what to do in that case. Right. I think it's, I think it's important to, uh, it's not like a, like a, I, I used to compare it to like a fire drill, you know, like people do fire drills, even though maybe for the, for their whole high school career, they'll never have a fire, but they still are prepared. I don't think that's exactly the way that I would, um, I would put it, but I would say to, develop coping mechanisms so that you even if you do um falter uh afterwards you can kind of come back to a center place so you you have a foundation because even if you let, let's say like a tornado comes through right and you don't have a good foundation well you have to build the the house from the the from the bottom up and you know the foundation is so difficult to get right anyway so if you have a good foundation and the whole house blows off, well, okay, now you just have to build the house again, which is still a lot of work, right? It's not it's not easy, but it's easier than just tr than trying to build the foundation from scratch, right? Um, and I think that's uh, that's the best way that I can put it, right? You still have the foundation. Um, now you just need to add the aesthetics to it all, and um, and you know maybe you didn't like the way your house looked anyway, so maybe now this is a good time to redecorate it. Maybe now is a good time to rebuild it the way you want it to though and if you don't if you don't understand where this metaphor is going maybe the way that you were you were being sober uh wasn't wasn't sustainable so maybe now you want to try it a different way meaning you're trying to just be sober but you didn't replace the alcohol with anything you didn't then this is a big common mistake I, I find with people who try and go sober is they don't replace whatever their drug of choice is with anything else. They don't try and, um, by the way, I'm not talking about like another drug. I'm just talking about something like a fulfilling uh, a purpose of some sort, anything like that. Um, they don't try and replace it with anything. So then they will, they, that they have the, this noticeable void in their uh, in the depths of their soul and they haven't uh, filled it with anything. So now they are, you know, now they're, they have this void and they, they, the only thing that they know to fill it with is alcohol instead of finding something else to fill that void. Uh, wh whatever it may be, I don't know, a new hobby, maybe a new, um, you know, if you want to replace it with another addiction, I don't always recommend that, but some people have found, uh, you know, I, I've mentioned this before where I, I replaced mine a little bit with video games um, and, uh, I have a, a friend of mine who did that as well. Uh, it, it's not the greatest thing to do, but it, it, I guess it's better than destroying your liver. Um, but you know, I think there, I think there are better things to replace or, or if you want to replace it with addiction, like a healthy addiction, like, you know, I, I know some people who just, 
just destroy the gym now. Like they're just always in the gym, and you know that's that's fair too. That's that's awesome. Uh, but I think you can still overdo it and all those things. So uh, just finding something else to become a little bit more obsessed with uh, is always a good idea when you're trying to uh, quit something. So anyway, uh, let's see here. Okay. Uh, hello, everyone. Need an opinion. I uh, So, female, 32 years old. I would typically classify myself as a social drinker. My husband, who is a 31-year-old male, thinks if I go out and have a bottle of wine and shot at our local bar once a week, that it's too much. This is once a week or every other week. I have had episodes of too much, but it's not a on a daily basis. Typically a Friday or weekend, but not every week. It's probably once a month, month at most. Uh, oh, sorry, at worst. Uh, not saying that it's that uh, that it's okay. Just context, so I see his side. So one of those episodes happened this past Friday. I went out uh, tonight, understood my limit, and came home. I showered, cooked because he cooked, but didn't make enough for me nor asked. And now he's mad at mad because it's not the quote unquote two drinks he thinks I should have. He's not a big drinker. I have a somewhat history of good to of a good tolerance. A little insight would be appreciated. Am I weird or is this something else? Do not drink every night and can go work weeks without uh, drinking. Honest opinion. Sorry, no TLDR because this is what it is. Um, I I I didn't see, I don't really see too much of a problem with this. Um, to to be completely honest with you, um, it doesn't seem. I was gonna say it's it it almost sounded like binge drinking, but binge drinking would. I think man, it's it's really dependent on on who the person is because binge drinking can. Uh, it can go weeks without happening, but then you binge drink to the point where, like, you're comatose, right? You know, like, w where it's, it's a significant problem. It doesn't sound like you're comatose or anything like that. It just sounds like, I mean, because uh, to me, a bottle of wine and a, and a shot is a lot for, uh, especially, like, one person. I mean, it wasn't for me, but, you know, I'm a big dude. I'm, you know, over 280 pounds, uh, six foot three. So for me, it wasn't a lot, but for a girl, it would seem like it would be a lot. But um, the, the one thing I would say is to maybe uh, um, talk with your husband a little bit more. I think there's something more here than just what you're talking about. Uh, um, sorry, than, more than just what he's talking about. It sounds like there's something more that he wants to tell you. By the way, I don't know what your relationship is like. I don't know if you... Um, if you guys are in constant conversation, so maybe you you know everything about him, or if there's something that you don't know about him, maybe he's seen a relative go down the wrong path. Maybe he has, excuse me, um, maybe because the the problem is, oh God, this is gonna sound really weird. The problem is is that addiction it can be very subjective, and you have to have some objective. Uh, lines in the sand so the objective lines in the sand that i usually this is just like my one rule if it uh, it's not my one rule obviously there are other rules that come in to co come in play as well but one of one of the main rules that i find is if it gets in the way of your goals of your social of your life um so if it gets in the way of your marriage that kind of stuff and you're not able to quit then it is a problem so um I think that's the important thing. Now, like I said, I, I'm not completely, uh, I'm not completely sure um, what your husband's problem is. Maybe he sees something. Like I said, I don't know if he sees sees a different side of you. Um, 
that's the only thing is that this isn't uh, this isn't the whole story. Um, but I would say to have a good conversation with him about uh, is, is there something else in play here? Is you know did something happen? You know, not 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 acting like he's you know he's traumatized or anything like that. But you know, is there a reason why you think that I'm drinking too much when this doesn't happen? all that much and you know i I, i'd like to have a good time every now and then um to me i i personally don't see a problem with it you know and listen i've i've seen a lot of people on here talk about their 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 drinking and uh i i feel like i have a pretty good radar about it but not not all the time you know it's it's a little hard to say just because also when you're when we're talking about um stories like this right uh when when you're talking about like a story or anything like that um it also there's also two sides of that story you know so uh but from what you're telling me if if we're to take it all at face value i personally don't see a problem with what you're doing you know and it does sound like your husband is overreacting a little bit so you might want to talk to him about that and what you guys want to do going forward Anyway, guys, remember you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the info box down below. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. I'll also have a link to the uh, alcoholism subreddit in the info box as well. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.